You a big motherfucker. Don't be a stupid bitch. Yes, answer the call. Rise and praise, infidels. Strap up, because it's time to go to war here. Hameen Media Group. And we'll lay out the plan and break down the show. Spin around and watch the Outrunners go here. Unlike the fuse, MSG, Hacker Hameen, AEW Dynamite Review. A banger. A banger. Yo. A banger. History. Oh, what's going on, gang? What's going on, bang, bang, gang? Hopefully everything's good in your world. Had a great time last night with the AEW self-help. Watching uh, long playing jams, man. And I'll tell you what, uh, there was a a big swerve at the end of it, uh, in our belt betting where we all thought we were going to lose. And then in the very last minute, the trios championships were laid out and some people had chosen eight. I chose 10. So I thought I was getting slaughtered. Nobody picked five and they all thought we were going to go downhill from there. And, uh, man, what a swerve in the chat room last night. It was fun just playing that game along with uh, everybody hanging out last night. So, uh, good times, great oldies in the AEW self help group, but, Man, uh, we watch so many of these shows and they just drag and drag no matter who it is, AEW, WWE, especially Raw. And last night I looked at the clock, it was 924 and it had ripped by. And that's something that usually doesn't happen. And I I knew I was excited to talk about this show for a couple of reasons. So I'm pumped to do it and nobody better to have back in the studio with who you know than MSG, Matthew Schaffer Gage. Glad to have you back, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yes, sir. Happy to be back. We're back. Full infect. Light the fuse. Here we are. Uh, we're excited to talk a little wrestling with you folks. Yeah. We got hot stories, or at least a hot breaking story that's been developing now over the last forty-eight hours. I would love to get Ben's thoughts on. For that, Ben, uh, you're you know you're getting inching closer and closer to the finish line. I'm hearing for the cannabis store. Give the viewers an update. Yeah, man. Uh, just a great meeting yesterday with uh, some mentors from Central Processors New York, and they they uh, definitely uh, were pumped about our space and what we've got going on. And there's still some uh, big, big hurdles to cross, but you can almost see the starting line and nice. still waiting for state approval and things along those lines. But you just keep doing everything you can on your end and know that hard work pays off. And it's nice to have a big laundry. Well, it's not nice to have a big laundry list of to dos because there's always going to be that. But to cross them off, some big, big things off the list yesterday was good. So uh, we just keep moving forward, man. And uh, I'm excited about it. It was fun. And they gave me some uh, my my girl Emma G over there. They're actually doing Method Man's to Cow line. So I'm excited to really have that. And there may be some cool stuff down the road. Some real big, real big stuff down the road. But uh, their new drip. I can get it up there. That's what she said. Uh, drip uh, cannabis uh, for drinks and stuff like that. Uh, flavor, but they have different CBD and CBGs. But I like uh, high peak stuff and and everything that we've had from them is just A+. plus. So can't wait to continue with that partnership and to learn from uh, from John over there because he, he uh, definitely has 
opened <laughs> dispensaries far and wide uh, in different markets. So what he says to me is like a master's level education. So you just like try and absorb it, you know? So uh, always learning, always uh, changing and, and, and morphing, man. And I'm excited for this next part of the process. It's just uh, <laughs> from where we are regionally, you're like, man, I hope we can get open before X, Y, Z because Hey, you're approved in the middle of winter is a tough open. You know what I mean? So I mean, if timing's everything, doesn't matter if it's an AEW video game or my dispensary, you still want it to be timed the right way. So it's tough to uh, do it when it's it's not in your hands, like it's all in the state's hands, you know? So you just got to be uh, merciful, I guess, for that. Oh, you're muted. The transition now into wrestling regarding uh, cannabis, uh, as it was reported about seven or eight days ago. I know you guys maybe have touched on the Friday locker room before, uh, as well as somewhere on Channel Attitude. But Matt Riddle's taking on RVD, right? Uh, big time wrestling yeah. next year. So if you were the owner of a cannabis store in the area, let's say you've got Matt Riddle who's coming off the WWE. He's a big time smoker. RVD's already got his own line. How do you capitalize and integrate cannabis into wrestling for that event? Yeah, um, I think uh, out uh, in uh, Vegas, they're doing it pretty well. Uh, we've seen uh, Blake Bulletproof Troop do uh, the high rollers uh, out there, Brazilian okay. Jiu-Jitsu, where they, they actually smoke in the locker room and then go out and do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Makes so, sense. Uh, <laughs> and then afterwards, light a blunt together to bury the hatchet. So it's definitely plugged right into the Vegas legalization market, you know, and that crossover and they, those guys do a good job production wise. And that's where Rob Van Dam comes out with uh, uh, Blake Troop too. So he manages Troop there. So I'd like to see Troop mixed in to this uh, because Troop versus Riddle would be badass too, man. Cause Troop's a damn real shooter as well. Right. So um there's opportunity to do something very cool here and um, big time wrestling isn't afraid to spend money to get top names because their show kind of revolves around an autograph signing interactive experience and then a big show that's just kind of one-offs you know there's not a lot of business getting done so it is a good cannabis 2cw dream style booking and not to stooge off too much but you know my business mind always has something else cooking with these partners that I've met with yesterday, they're doing method man's line. I plan on being a conduit to try and get those deals done and have a whole wrestling roster of people with those types of deals where I, I'm a facilitator, you know, right. I'm a consultant right, right. <laughs> and I take a small, small fee, but um, opportunity, man, I, I work so hard in this world if I'm moving on to a next one and I have the opportunity to use all my connections that I've built up in that equity over the years, I'd be a fool not to, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's always bigger picture. And if it happens, it does, but I would love to have both those guys at my dispensary. Uh, we have relationships with both of them, either social media or bringing Rob in when he worked Sammy Callahan at two CW. So it's only a phone call away. Gotcha. All right. And right. through troop, you know, like, yeah. like that. And, and like I said, I don't want to tip my hand, but we've got a lot of big things, especially being in partnership with two CW owners, <laughs> making big events is what he does, you know? So I can't tip my hand early because that that's all part of what we're talking about behind the scenes, but things like that and bigger may be happening. So I'm excited. 
It sounds exciting. And hopefully, uh, you know, you can get that crossover event when it eventually yeah. comes to fruition. And, uh, you know, we can get a lot of the HMG army out to your dispensary yeah, to get man. fucked up and watch wrestling. So <laughs> It'll be great. I'm, I'm excited, uh, for, for the big time wrestling. I worked for them. It was a great show when I got to work for them. I worked, uh, uh, the Patriot, you know, uh, and that was very cool for me. Uh, another great legend, uh, that uh, it was Tom Brandy, not Del Wilkes, but, uh, Tom Brandy's a phenomenal <laughs> worker, you know? So, uh, that was very cool to work that tag team and, uh, Nash and, and Steiner were on there. And I remember referee sideburns got shit canned by Scott Steiner. I <laughs> got in the middle and I always pump when he gets the shit kicked out of him by no matter who it is. But Steiner just called that and shit canned him out of the ring. And that's a, that's a big moment for any star, man. You know what I mean? Like, like for, not for the star, for the, for the guy getting to work with him. And I'm excited to talk about today's show because last night I I was as proud, if not happier than if I was in there doing it. So uh, I'm so excited and so overjoyed for those guys. And, can't wait to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, that the, That's what big time wrestling does very well in these types of spot shows. Gotcha. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into our first topic, shout out to you guys in chat room. We got like, what, 24, 25 people watching. Just 26. Us. God 26. Damn it. Yeah, 26. <laughs> just join us live. At, so shout out to you guys in the chat room. All right. Yeah, ladies- most people are. Most people are actually. Uh, there's a couple on Twitch. I know G ball is, but most people want to see it on YouTube. Ah, yeah. <laughs> well, Ladies and gentlemen, it has not been my intention every week to talk about this company before we started talking about AEW, but there has been some breaking news. So for those of you not aware, let me go ahead and lay out the timeline a little bit. Let me catch you up. On October the 18th, 2023, it was reported the NWA signed a deal with CW. That report came out that it was supposed to be some sort of a television show, NWA Power, as well as a reality-based show. Um, now, of course, one thing to note is, uh, and I wrote this here in the Hami Media chat room, uh, CW is owned by Nexstar. So we don't know the details of the deal. They could have just been syndicated across specific local affiliate channels. Doesn't necessarily mean NWA was going to be in prime time. However, on October the 28th, 2023, at NWA Samhain, there was a segment, guys, where James Mitchell and others imitated snorting cocaine. And then speculations have run rampant since that last week, whether or not this affected NWA's TV deal. And as of yesterday, WWE has signed a five-year deal with the CW to take over. And it looks like NWA's deal may be off the table. Ben, what are your thoughts on seeing that yesterday? Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's rough, dude. But I've also seen that they're kayfabe and like, Hey, no, we've never said the deals off the table and that we like, nobody's saying that for real. There's that's all speculation. Right. Right. Yep. So that's, that's the main part of like, yeah. Does it look like NXT came in and snaked their deal after they did something that got them heat with the office over there? Sure. That's the easy puzzle pieces to put together, but does CW want to be channel wrestling or whatever? Maybe they want NWA and nxt no one's dispelled the rumors of the other but you're not going to come out and a sell if you did just get kicked off i know there was talk about putting them on the app so you're not going to sell that and then b 
when you do put something out, you, you're like, well, that's not, we haven't reported anything. So it's a non-story. So maybe they're trying to patch it up behind the scenes and sell it as that, but everybody else just wants to make it look like took your shot. It could be, but until I see that, I'm not going to now the cocaine spot. <laughs> before you get into that, I did, before you get yeah. into the cocaine spot, I just want to also point out just cause I follow him friends on Facebook. Dave Marquez noted that he, and he, in a jokingly fashion, how do you lose $30 million in one day? If you know, you know. So it sounds like the, he, his company United wrestling network was up for a nomination as well to put his wrestling show on the CW network. And then WWE came in and took and, that. Spot okay. Well. That's interesting. That's interesting. And that, that might be, yeah, you, you, that's the Nick Khan Iceman connection. <laughs> Somebody stooge, they got the numbers and then said, Oh, they're interested in buying what I'm not trying to shit on Dave Marquez. He's put a lot of time into the Derby city product, right. And United and United and, so, County, and yeah. so, and so has Billy and, and buying a brand that is, doesn't need to be built from the ground up. It needs to be refreshed. And then here comes WWE because they know there's a buyer out there and they're just waiting to see what's what. And of course the numbers aren't going to stack up. You know what I mean? And yeah. the powerhouse that's behind them. So it definitely in the boardroom makes big sense if you were going to spend X money, but from the, some crowing with Cornette shit, it was sounding more like Billy was buying the time himself on CW and it's probably a barter system split on advertising plus promising him them like his own reality show with like footage of his wedding or something like that. I don't know what the fuck, but, uh, um, here's the selfish part of that because after what you've done the last couple of weeks of like, the call to arms of like, I'd love to see, you know, uh, the sons of Allah blazing bin on NWA. And like, I'm not trying to sell anything, but <laughs> it's just like, okay. And then so do the rest of the HMG crew and Russo brand and K 100 squad. And we have value, but at what cost? And like, are you ready to deal with the heat of what's really going on? And, you know, in NWA, the, the Russians were very prominent, you know, during the Cold War time as, as monster heels. And are you ready to do that now after woke culture? And I would say, hmm, maybe they would be. And then this shit comes down. There's no way they're going to rock the boat twice. There's no way they're going to possibly get by this Coke thing and then go, oh, and here's these guys too. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. So that's what I'm saying. It fuck it all yeah, up. Yeah. Welcome to professional wrestling. Well, bro. now you want to talk about the Coke spot. So let's go to here, jump quickly here. House of Wrestling has a report that frustrations are growing with Billy Corgan. And it says that, quote, House of Wrestling has learned that Corgan withdrew from close to him yesterday and did not want to discuss the situation as they reported over the weekend. It was Corgan's idea to do the father James Mitchell segment at NWA Samhain, which resulted in a CW being inundated with negative social media messages about the sauce uh, spot. One source we spoke to says house of wrestling. They spoke at WWE gave us the impressions that talk with the CW accelerated following the incident. They went on to say, quote, no segment ever done in wrestling has had that severe of consequences to the promotion than the Sam Hine Coke spot. End quote. Ben, go ahead. <laughs> if they lose their if they lose their spot, definitely nothing will ever have it close. But like I don't know if that's it. Like that's a get out of jail free card for them to be like, oh, we just can't mm -hmm. after that. Right, when, right, right. So they don't look bad 
jumping on WWE's bandwagon. That's a good call. Right? Yeah. So the, the, this is all the how the big politics are played. You, you yeah. look for your out, and you can pin it on that. Not to say that was. I don't have a problem with the call, like the the coke spot. I don't have a problem with the bro. I watch blow. I watch fucking right. narcos. I watch da da da. We're supposed to go. Nope, doesn't happen in wrestling. Not, nobody in the eighties of this nostalgia product that we're trying to rebuff that is all eighties. Nobody in the eighties in wrestling did cocaine. Unheard of. Absurd. How dare you? Could you and, make the and, could could one make the argument though they're trying to sell themselves to CW as a family friendly product, trying to revitalize that NWA they? Eddie's? Were I'm they? not saying they are, but I'm saying if that's what they're selling, and then CW sees it, wouldn't that kind of be counterintuitive to what they just tried to sell them as a package? Yeah, I, I yeah, I guess so. I mean, it is like when I saw it before it even this shit dropped, and that was just like a little viral clip of like what the frig, you know, before like whatever. It popped me, and I was like, "Wow, okay." That 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 kind of shit is like maybe they are ready to take a chance. And then, right. what are you going to do when it's time to toe the line? Well, you can say I stand by my creative, and I'm sorry you didn't like the choice. And it was, I, I can go on CW Network and see how many other shows have had cocaine in them. Let, let's start. Let's start there. A lot, right? So, why does wrestling get judged on some? moral high ground just you know because it's that so then there goes that argument right there right so um and i'm not trying to say it against you that's just how it is where there is this weird double standard of you could never you could and and i and i don't endorse this of bringing a gun to the rings i think when you bring a weapon you got to use it uh unless it's like the stone cold vince piss your pants fucking looney tunes thing right but (laughs) Don't you never have a gun in wrestling. Uh, let me turn the fucking channel. Law and Order SVU, but guys shot on the fucking steps. Like, you know, like where, why on the same channel on the show right before. So it's, it's a, it's a weird, weird world we live in when it comes to who, where they want to apply that rule. So moving forward in this report, it was also known. I don't want to get into uh, EC3. He does a report. EC3 actually did respond to a lot of these reports, and I don't want to like get into his full breakdown. Um, I'll let uh, EC3 and Vince Russo do that, which you can get on channelattitude.com. I'm sure they'll go through EC3's response there. But basically, House of Wrestling uh, was asserting or getting the information. They reached out to EC3, and he kind of gave his explanation on what he thought the backstage drama was going on about, if you will. Um, fully basically supporting them. So I'm not, you know, I don't need to go through all that, but, uh, when it comes to the, the continue on about the frustration, it says that Billy Corgan right now has kind of been a little bit distant when it comes to the creative side as because of his busy touring schedule. That's going to be starting here with the smashing pumpkins where he's doing this world tour. So my question then is why is not NWA on this world tour? Why are we not doing wrestling and music together? Why aren't we starting off the pre-show with a one or two matches or whatever, and then yeah. you go into the concert? Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree with that at all. To give it the shine and the rub, um, I think. Heck, that, you could, that, I mean, if you're going to do a TV show, maybe this was part of the plan, but you film it in front of that audience, and you can insert that into the broadcast. I gotta too, believe right? that. I gotta believe that this tour was going to fill a lot of that, whatever the crossover of being a rock star and a wrestling owner is and maybe it still is because we haven't heard that it's off like i said go back to the original thing one thing that popped me though and i don't know if i caught it the right way in your original report from tricky nick uh at house of wrestling 
he was talking to Billy and Billy just stopped talking to him because he was asking questions. Is that how it read? I, no, no, I no, 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 no. Billy was saying he withdrew from everybody yesterday uh, when that report came out that NXT yeah, got well, the deal. Well, imagine this. You got your squad of soldiers. They've been fucking gone through COVID and, you know, starved out and they're back. And now you're finally going to get a TV deal and you're finally going to do this. And everybody knows and they're pumped about it. And then one thing like that, it that's an out card for the fucking uh network executives to play and make you look a certain way and blame it on that comes in and then you got to tuck your tail between your legs and let everybody know like marquez said how do you lose a 30 million dollar deal in one phone call and there it is son so now now go oh you thought you had it just kidding right the old man with the fucking dollar on the fishing pole and then and then now get out there and go on tour that you've done around the world 12 times already and you were probably only doing this to be able to fund your your wrestling show you needed the cash because now you got to go into production but that might be on the shelf too have a nice day like that's that's a lot to deal with bro is a big right. and the and he's the talent he's the front man that's a shit ton to deal with well, uh, wrapping up on this House of Wrestling thing, because you had mentioned it, I think, either last the world week. Is a, the world is a vampire. The world is a vampire. <laughs> uh, wrapping up on that, uh, it was pointed out uh, that says, this is from his same report. Uh, <laughs> that morning he woke up, got that contract or whatever. He's like, today is the greatest day I've ever known. End of the day. <laughs> Welcome to professional wrestling, bro. Welcome to professional wrestling. So you brought it up last week that you thought it might have been interesting. Some of the talents were leaving NWA. Uh, so House of Wrestling has heard from Corgan. Apparently, he get, he likes to give various talent tests um, to see how they react and prove their loyalty, which apparently has not been well received. Examples of the tests were things like making over talents who come in to work lose right away just to see how they react or for Corgan to be overly critical of a talent who has done nothing wrong to see how they take it. It's also pointed, pointed out that NWA's talents are under contract are under 25 years old. And that Corgan does like to sign younger talents to get that first dibs on them, if you will. But you brought it up that a lot of people were leaving. It sounds like there might be a lot of sensitive people in the locker room. Is that my assertion? Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, that's interesting that that's a pretty specific of like Booker behavior of what you're trying to do and test guys to test their loyalty and see who's over, who's just using for a launching pad or what have you. But like. this is how you get sucked into wrestling, man. You get addicted to being uh, like what that power spot is. And like, you know, he's, he's been at the top in the music business and nobody can fuck with him. So it's in, I think he owns almost all his masters too. So he's really independent. You know what? Fuck it, Ben. Look, they already did the cocaine smart. Commit to the bit. Bring in the sons of Allah. You want the controversy? You already got it. Just bring yeah, them in. Fuck it. But who's going to see it now? Like, yeah, on where, though? Like, you know. On so, the app or something. <laughs> yeah, but that that's not a win, right, to be on their app. Like, that's not. Nobody watches their app, no. Right. No, that's not a win at all. So, like, I appreciate that. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know why a guy like that is playing indie promoter strong-armed, if this is true. 
like things like that, like to get off on that in a power play. Why? I mean, that, that might say something about the guy. I don't know him. You know what I mean? And what, what he, how he likes to do his business. That's not necessarily me. Uh, you know, I'm group mind and, and uh, find the game and, and yes. And everything. Right. So, and he knows that. Uh, God damn it. Should... It was always Silvio. But yeah, man, uh, that, that kind of makes me sad to hear. Because yeah. now you're getting in the way of your own product, if that's true, by just playing silly indie level locker room games. Yeah, we don't got time for that, you know. Like he doesn't have time for that. Now you're just burning extra money for no reason. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's some of your that's your top story here to start off this edition yeah. of Light the Fuse. Go ahead and subscribe here, channelattitude.com if you're watching live on YouTube and you missed the episode. It's the first 25 minutes. Maybe you just are going to end up showing up in the last five minutes. Subscribe, channelattitude.com. You can also go ahead and drop a super sticker here if you're watching right on YouTube. All of your dollars help support Ben Hami and open up his cannabis store. So, you know, help him out so he can, like, basically he works for weed now. So, like, you know, I think that's pretty respectable. So if we can help well, him it out. Is, you're not far off. The HMG keeps the lights on everywhere else while I work for free until the cannabis store gets open and then... Even then, it might be for a minute, but uh, I'm excited about it, man. It's all, it's all fulfilling stuff, you know. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, I like them, pal. Hit you and quit you. Get on out of here. Let's get into AEW Dynamite. Light the fuse. AEW Dynamite. Yeah. On November the eighth, two thousand and twenty-three. So last week, uh, Ben, AEW Dynamite uh, brought their viewership up. Uh, to 832,000 viewers, up from uh, 774. Uh, one might make the argument it might have to do with the fact that they actually had a storyline last week where they threaded something, as we talked about with MJF, so it continued to have the viewers yeah. engaged. Uh, tonight, as you mentioned, the show moved really quickly, so I, I I'm interested to see what the number is when it comes out later today. Uh, but starting off AEW Dynamite tonight, it started, they started once again with a backstage interview uh, yeah. with MJF. Uh, he's talking about his uh, upcoming, you know, his continued, you know, peril with uh, Jay White and the Bang Bang Club. Uh, he says it only takes three seconds to lose a title. Jay White did something no one could and that he should savor it. Gets a phone call. It's FaceTime from Adam Cole. Cole says he's worried about the match at full gear with the guns. Says MJF should take up Samoa Joe on his offer. And then Daniel Garcia, Menard, and Parker are in. Those two, those two go back and forth with MJF basically saying, who am I going to get tonight? The professional wrestler or the sports entertainer? And since you're going to get the wrestler. And then it ends with Roderick Strong coming in. And he's whining about, you know, MJF. And then MJF says that he used to be a legend, but he's a joke now. And then AEW Dynamite starts. What'd you think of this starting off again, uh, setting up the storyline with MJF, I guess, throughout the night again, once more? Yeah, this was the worst part of the show. <laughs> yeah, right? This was. I, I mean, we need an inciting incident and MJF doing a fake phone call. Just put it up on the screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, dude, it, it, we're playing wrestling. Everything is stupid here. And then these guys walk in only to walk out to have other guys walk in to walk out. You're just, uh, it, it, I, I can't, even though they're Buffalo kids, I, you know, I respect them, but like anything that, that those guys have been in since, um, 
they've split off from Jericho. I don't really give a shit about the Daniel Garcia stuff, the dance and all that. So to me, it looks like a lot of guys who are trying to figure out character while they're on TV and they're about three years away from actually getting it. No, that's a good point. Like, and I'll relate this to last night. So last night in acting class, we've been, you're doing the scene study and I'm supposed to pay the straight man in the scene. So we've been doing about two weeks. So we decided to flip it. And I went to the comedic sign and I bombed because rather than playing, rather than being myself and understanding the script, I try to play a comedic character. And yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. laughed. Nobody laughed. No, you're, you're overdoing it. You got to yep. play it real to the height of the intelligence of the character. Right. And just going from, hey, I want to wrestle like Chris Benoit. Now I do a hump the air thing. They tried to do a couple things like that with Lance Storm. It didn't work there either. You know what I mean? And uh, it, I don't know. Uh, like I said, it's not against him. It's just not my my cup of tea. And uh, I'm always about inciting incident. <clears throat> Start the movie off. Introduce your heel the right way. And and build from there. This is stand there talk and and Adam Cole's shitty beard with no beard oil in it and like it's like what is this, bro? We're just playing. Yeah. And then yeah. and then those guys come in to do the Roddy bit. What's missing? I hate to even point this out. And this could be a rib. Uh, the banana or the giraffe. The giraffe. The, the giraffe, giraffe is, is missing. missing. Yeah. And nobody put it over. So either somebody hit it on him like to fuck with them like and they, they walked out without it or they didn't give a fuck enough to keep the game going right and we haven't even named the giraffe as a thing it's just been there as a prop and now it's not there that's a problem that if you're talking yeah. continuity you're right we're playing the game and that there's no it or reason why as small or stupid as the detail is we put our time in to watch this dog shit and if you're not going to do that or else go find me another giraffe, I don't give a fuck where it is. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like that, that's what it, but then this is wrestling. <laughs> Ask Eminem. They bought fucking uh, Mercury and, and Nitro. They, they bought $5,000 coats or whatever. And uh, Bradshaw cut the arm off them while they were supposed before they debuted, but they still went out in them. And yeah. that, that's the type of cruel shit that other wrestlers will do just to rip. Yeah, no, and I agree with you there. You know, I think I'm going to give maybe Daniel Garcia the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he does it because it is cringe, and that's what's up on the internet, right? Cringe type of content. So maybe that's just what the younger generation is. I into. think it's more if somebody said you need to get character and do something and, and get out of your comfort zone and get in touch with your big gay nerd and do this fucking thing that sh makes you show ass because otherwise we get our, you're, you're as vanilla is white paint on the wall you know what i mean so we need we needed something and then once you break from having no charisma to trying to do something where you show ass the crowd's gonna pop but you can only play that trick two or three times right to take it away from them then you jump the shark are you working on your acting are you working on your charisma in a way to connect or are we just going to rely on the the old humpty hump for the next 20 years Elizabeth says Jeffrey is missing should be on a milk cart now. That's a great should, idea. Like, that should be the whole thing, but that should have been, if they didn't have it, they should have switched on the fly. This is the problem. Somebody ribbed them. And this is where they're married to their middle school script of bullshit. Let's say it is a rib. Somebody took the stupid giraffe and fucking threw it in a dumpster. I don't care. That's when they're panicking backstage. Where the fuck is it? There's the scene, whatever we had is gone adam adam he comes in does the adam bit what's wrong what's wrong 
we can't find him. Like, that's what, like what, you know, the giraffe, you want to rib me? Okay. I'll rib it right back and get it over on camera. Married to nothing. You cannot like the, what there was something better in that script than what I just fucking said there. Whatever they said meant nothing. So if the game is broken and even if somebody forgot it back at the compound in Florida of cool kids, that's where you go. That's where you go with it, man. Yeah. And to wrap up this opening scene, you pointed out the continuity too. And I, I forgot to bring this up last week. It didn't make sense that we saw three weeks of Adam Cole vignette packages. I know that they shot them all at once, but then he shows up on FaceTime with a full beard. So there definitely was a lack of continuity. Like he could have trimmed it last week. And then if it grown out this week, we could have been like, okay, he's growing no, his beard out of these. But they don't give a fuck. I know. Bro. I know. All right. Well, let's get into the f- first match. First match of the night. They started with MJF. As it really him. is like when middle school kids get control of the AV gear for the first time. It really <laughs> is. Like we're going to yeah, make yeah. our own TV show. Let's make a movie. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Uh, MJF versus uh, Daniel Garcia. Guess MJF was, I don't know, was he defending the title? Guess it was his last opportunity because I kept promoting the fact that if Daniel Garcia wins, he's going to face Jay White. Okay. Um, ends up with uh, MJF locking in the salt of the earth and making him tap. Um, finish did kind of come out of nowhere, uh, but MJF showed, you know, he's got a continuing win streak. Garcia looks decent here as a wrestler. What'd you yeah, think? Yeah, he's a match? great wrestler. Sure. Yeah. What'd you think of the match and overall itself? This whole segment was yeah, flat to me because of, of how it opened. I really, right. it wasn't into, and I hate to say it because I think MJF's a, a brilliant performer, but this opening and this match are the most forgettable parts of this show to me. Okay. Well, after the match, MJF extended his hand after the bell. Menard and Parker pulled Garcia away from the handshake. Uh, MJF asked Garcia if he's going to keep following these two goons, and Garcia walked away. So the once again teasing for the third or fourth time that Daniel Garcia is going to leave his friends. Yay. And then what? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, Kevin Mari, what's up, man? Thanks for the super sticker. 499 banger says, Hey guys, you think they should look at Chavo with Pepe and Saturn with Moppy clips? What do you think? Uh how about uh the the man of uh, the hour on Netflix, Al Snow with head? <laughs> you want to talk how you can get anything over if you want to, bro? Yeah, uh, you you can. Uh, and if it's a if it's a prop thing like that, it's no different from a belt. You, Mister Sacco, <laughs> all that shit, bro. Uh, like infinite amount. Mick Foley can show up to any town in America, go to Walmart, buy eight racks of socks and a fucking marker, <laughs> and go make two grand anywhere he wants to, bro, in less than an hour. That's funny. like that that that's how you can use a prop to get over you know so um should they look at those things for bits if they're gonna yeah but they didn't even acknowledge it here when they broke the game and right now we're playing the game because week after week this little prop that we don't even really acknowledge is in the scene and and now it's not and it's noticeable and then we don't acknowledge that that's a problem after that match, uh, we had a, another match. It was Darby Allen and Sting taking on the Outrunners. I have a couple notes here. It started off Magnum getting taken over by Darby, making a blind tag to Floyd. Uh, we saw Floyd blast Darby from behind and get double teamed in the corner. Darby escaped a suplex, tagged in Sting. Sting cleared the ring with some clotheslines. Darby looked for a dive on the outside, but Magnum swept his, out his leg. There's a double back to the elbow to Sting. 
And then there was some clotheslines to everyone with the Stinger Splash and then a Coffin Splash and then a Scorpion Deathlock. And that's how the match wrapped up with Darby Allen and Sting winning. But the Outrunners looking good. And man, what a cool moment for them to get to uh, wrestle Sting on his final tour. You know what I mean? Absolutely marvelous, bro. Uh, couldn't be happier. And, and there's not a better wrestling lesson. You want to talk about watching tape? That's the tape everybody should watch. How simple it was uh you know got over their own character not even their own entrance and stuff right they're there yeah out they come so they shine the babies right out of the gate without even having them on tv they got the, the big shine and um you want to take care of a guy like sting and to get to work him on his way out what an incredible honor and then darby and uh truth magnum both seattle guys uh out of buddy wayne dojo before shiloh or truth magnum came to ovw and has lived there for the last 17 years in louisville so um yeah man so those guys have that connection too and it's not like commentary is going to put that over fans wouldn't know that you know uh so that's kind of what might have set this up in my opinion or the fact that sting probably saw those guys and went I want to work with those fucking guys. Those guys know how to work. <laughs> those yeah. guys know what the fuck they're doing. Everybody else, I'm not going through tables. I, I just want to stand in the ring. You guys feed for me. We'll do the splashes. And and I like the spin thing. We'll do that into my crow. And then boom, boom, boom. And then Darby goes for it, and you pull the leg. So now the crowd's like, oh, they took the dive away. They come in, spin around, turn to sting, feed, feed, feed. Get the fuck out of here, Scorpion Deathlock. Tap out instantly to put Stinger over while he gets his beauty shot looking right through the second rope. It don't get no more Rip Rogers perfect than that, motherfuckers. I don't know what to tell you. That's over. Rip will say this. Be overprepared for the opportunity. And the opportunity might take 17 goddamn years. But guess what? You just got to work Sting on his fucking go-home tour. So fuck everybody else and every little bit that ever stood in your way and every door that got slammed or whatever it is, bro. Nobody can take that away from those guys. That eight by 10, he can sell that till the end of time getting, uh, they're spinning and stings in the middle of them or, or, or in the, or in the death lock. He could sell both of those and Shiloh can make money off that till the end of days, bro. And, and Stinger didn't have to do nothing except shine Darby probably learned how, even from Shiloh knows how easy this is of taking no sick bumps whatsoever. What he take his own little shit can into the railing. That was the only nasty thing he right. took as opposed to let me take 80 and, and they don't mean nothing. Everybody was awesome in that. And it was a perfect segment, bro. I've yeah. worked. That's, that's my bit, right? Whether it's Hacksaw or Piper or whoever, you got to do with kid gloves <laughs> and they know a lot more than you do, but you have no opportunity to fuck it up. You got to deliver, you know, and this over delivered. I couldn't be more proud of them and I couldn't want to beat the shit out of both of them anymore. Sting's first match in Portland, Oregon since 1989. That was a fascinating <sighs> fact. Awesome. That's crazy. Awesome. Uh, so following that match, moving back into the review here, uh, we had uh, match number three. It was, oh, I'm sorry, here, okay, here, here's what we got into next. And I was a little disappointed with this. Well, let me, let me put this over before we go move on because Mike Martin's got an interesting point here. He says, what do you guys don't see is that these guys think they're so over and they don't care about the outrunners. Um, you know what, though, Mike? I What I liked on commentary 
They even put over the Outrunners have a diehard fan base in the AEW and online and whatnot. And to me, that means they're talking about HMG because we've been supporting good brothers like that. You know what I mean? And showing when they're in NWA or wherever else, dude, they're stealing the show because they are something that is the throwback and can work with any act you want them to either way, dude. So uh, the other guys, you think they're not over? Keep keep going out there and hump in the air and see how that works for you <laughs> until you figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So the next segment here, and I was like I said, little disappointed with this. It was the timeless Tony Storm segment. So I was disappointed that they started off by Tony telling me, uh, "Tony Storm has insisted this being black and white for this interview." Yep. Didn't like that. Yep. I didn't like the fact that everybody talked that it wasn't a silent film that it wasn't mm. tony tony interviewing them and they could throw the text up on but hakura shida ran into her universe at the end of that's the last time we saw last week so what's going on in her silent film universe now why didn't they play the game out there inside the silent movie all in all that's the only thing it disappointed me about the context of the, the back and forth that wasn't bad it was fine the promo and everything i was just mad that they didn't set it up yeah, you're not wrong there. Um, I liked it. It was in black and white, but the, you don't have to tell us. We understand it, that you're next to her. Like, you don't have to explain the game. Here's the problem. And the heat is really with me, and I, I like him too, is on Tony Schiavone, bro. We said I've said this. When you are in the area of Tony Storm, that is your opportunity to be a different character version of yourself, like Luther is. And I didn't mind that if Sheeta was just how she was, but he definitely should have been a completely different. Should have been a prick or an asshole or something, right? Like everyone's always calling him like Tony Khan's right-hand man. Let's pretend you have a huge ego or something, right? Yeah, like uh, I'm here with two big dames from our studio silver screen. You know what I mean? Uh, It's behind the scenes with Tony, like whatever you want to do or, uh, Hollywood's a buzz with everything with Tony Storm. And here is Hikaru Shida, the jewel of, you know what I mean, uh, the, the, the of the Orient. She's right. here, and she's got the belt. But Tony, like, dude, right. I want to see. Yeah, yeah, dude, he, that's an opportunity for him to have fun. That's what I want to see is Tony Schiavone have fun and get drawn into this universe and show that everybody who gets drawn into it becomes a southpaw wrestling old-timey version of themselves or whatever their archetype is transitioned back 80 years right and and that's fun homework now if he's got a seven hats to wear he's probably not gonna go what can i take from howard cosell what can i take from you know like i'll go and go back but hey man that's what these scenes need to go from a b plus a minus to an a plus Right. And I, we want everything to be, I wouldn't, I didn't mind that it wasn't silent because I thought Tony storm's acting was excellent. Her character work was great. I thought she did good. Just playing herself didn't need to be, you know, kiss of the spider woman or anything along those lines, but Tony kind of not selling the whole thing and being an alternate character gutted me, bro. Cause that would have made that whole fucking thing. And then when he went back out, they kind of scoffed at it. You know, when he was yeah. back, he should have gone, he should have been the other character gone back out and been like, 
Tony, what's that voice you're doing? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. And it just when you, and then when Taz goes <clears throat> and is by her next time, he becomes WC Fields, my little chickadee, or whatever it is. Right. He, you can't help it. When you're by her, that it just draws out of you. And then when people question you later about it, you either have no recollection of it or it's just how things are and go try it for yourself. See who the fuck you are. And then somebody dips their toe from color world into black and white world. Very wizard of Oz, right. Um, yeah. um, but opposite way. And you become old timey, bro. Right. And you get to see the crossover into the, inside the bubble of what she is black and white but i thought her acting was great the support in the scene and the scoffing of it afterwards was a big mistake and it was a real opportunity to do something fun and somebody will get it eventually in the next two weeks after they listen to this oh boy oh man we're, we're just talking is this is this him Hey guys, how you doing? It is him. It is him. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta tell you, we were just putting over Tony, uh, how great the outrunners and Sting and Darby were, and uh, the uh, the whole show last night just had a great flow to it. The the opening, we could have made some changes, but I think one of your best efforts as of late. Well, what was the opening? Uh, it was a. <laughs> It was a lot of MJF talking to Adam Cole and other guys walking yeah. in and whatnot. Yeah, I remember that now. Now that you mention that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Tony, how do you how do you feel about the cocaine um, uh, controversy? Spot. Controversy with NWA. Do you think that was kind of a stab at you, or is that just mm. you know happenstance? Um, uh, who who runs the NWA? Um, it's William Patrick Corgan. Oh, the washed up '90s guy. Yeah, mm. he was in that band, The Wallflowers. Yeah, he's spending all the money he made. Uh, the Wallflowers. No, that's uh, that's <laughs> Jacob Dylan. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Personal friend of mine. <laughs> Close personal friend. Uh, I know he's got uh, season tickets for the Jaguars, so we don't want to upset. Yeah, I remember the the, uh, the Smashing Pumpkins. They yeah, have been yeah. rolling in, in what since nineteen ninety four. I heard they're going on tour with Green Day though. So, and they're just looking for someone to fill the bill, you know. <laughs> um, and they needed another nineties band, so that's what they did. Um, so they had a controversy with uh, cocaine. Uh, well, I guess they, they, well, I mean, what's the controversy with cocaine TK that there's never enough. I think it really, right. Is that's the big controversy with it. Well, there's never enough. You are right about that, <laughs> but I'm simply asking what did they, did they have a storyline about it? Uh, no, uh, father James Mitchell was just at a table with a lot of, uh, looks like Instagram models and, uh, and he was chopping up lines and doing lines on a spoon. And then that at their, uh, and pay-per-view and that got back to the CW network and, uh, they didn't seem too happy about it and they may have lost the deal. Uh, that they had lined up, and now NXT has uh, announced the deal on CW. So hasn't been confirmed that it's done, but uh, it doesn't. It seems like this might be a little controversy that CW is playing up to get out of doing a deal with NWA right now. 
let's be honest, there's no way that WWE was going to let uh, another wrestling company be on the CW. I didn't even know CW still had a network, honestly. Well, I'm surprised you haven't bought it, you know, yet. Why would I buy garbage? And they're showing garbage wrestling on there, apparently, because NXT is garbage, and so is the NWA. Wow. The, that guy took the $20 million he made from the 90s when he was in uh, that band, the Pumpkins. Is that what they're called? Yes. The Halloween Pumpkins. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's just blowing it so he can watch a bunch of dudes wrestle around in spandex and no body hair. What kind of stupid move is that? Yeah, I mean, who would ever blow a, a whole family fortune on something stupid as uh, hiring a bunch of people who've never worked for TV before? I mean, it's, it's you insane. Can't, can't blow a family fortune when daddy has $8 billion, oh, all right? Gotcha. Well, I mean, stand, as, a, as a wise man once said, stand back <laughs> and watch <laughs> me go. Uh, but, yeah, Tony, I, I was impressed with the this hurricane? show. Are you talking about the hurricane or Vince McMahon's uh, single – release uh, from the pile driver album released in 1987 by epic records i was and i mean how uh and i was just a boy everybody told me what i could do and who i should be and i said stand back right wow that is good it's impressive that's a fact (laughs) (laughs) um but i thought i thought this show flowed better than i anything i've seen in a while i was very impressed with julia hart i was impressed with tony storm um, I would like you to tell Tony Schiavone to come up with a, a character when he's in the Tony Storm uh, interviews, you know, something old timey, not just being himself. Uh, also suggest W.C. Fields for Taz. I think that'd be funny. Okay, I'll see. Yep, I'll bring it up to my EVPs. Yeah. And, uh, and see what they think. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, and tell Matt and Nick I said hello. Give them my best. I appreciate that um and and the golden jets as well you know that's uh, well who's on this show is it that that steven guy on this show also today uh no it's not steven it's not steven richards it's uh matthew oh. schaffer gage msg never heard of him before no nobody has he's a young up and drummer he's you know, he's, he's a he's, job he's a, jo- he's a jobber he can't even wrestle on the AEW dark well he's a production expert he's one two-time producer of the year so he might be somebody you want to have on your staff to help out with the small i have sent my email if he's, actually, if, he's, if, he's, if he's actually competent in his job yeah. we don't want him okay yeah, well, well then, damn it i'm glad we got that's why him. i haven't gotten a reply <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly um uh but yeah man uh congratulations i i hope the jaguars have a big week this week i'll be betting anytime touchdown scores uh on that game and uh yeah i can't wait to see what you you have in store for collision and rampage how are you feeling about samoa joe just laying the belt down tony that was interesting yeah i bucked that so i must have felt okay about it at some point that's true that's true. Yeah. Some point, some point. When I was a bender all night and came into the hotel at five in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else is sitting up and leaving and going to the airport, and I'm just getting to bed. Well, I mean, that's what it takes to pay the cost to be the boss, right? It does. It does. It certainly does. <laughs> and whatever, what town are we in? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, I mean, any town that we're in is really Flair country at this point. I mean, that new hot new rookie you signed, Rick Flair, is shaking things up. It was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting that you'd have him on the show last week, and then not have him on this week. Well, the reason we really brought him in is because like he knows the good people that have the good uh, powder. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. I, 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 if I, if I, I may ask, stepped on shit, and all these cities were running. 
If I may ask, I thought Edge was going to be appearing every week on Dynamite, Tony. Can you elaborate? Are you talking about uh, Adam Copeland? His name's not Edge. Sorry, sorry, you're right. You're okay. right. I apologize. Adam He's Copeland. the rated R star. Oh, hi. Sorry, sorry. You got he, it? He wasn't here you, this no, week. No, no. Do you got it? I got it. All right, now shut up. All right. All right. What are you saying, Ben? Uh, they were asking uh, for the HMG faithful, uh, TK. Uh, remember the rapper girl from the TMZ thing who was really hot and talented? Uh, is she still alive? Uh, I think she's alive. Okay. Unless you know something I don't. The last time you saw her, she was, right? Last time I saw her, she was alive. Okay. okay. That's uh, what people said about Chris Farley last time I saw him when he was alive. Yeah. <laughs> Worked out well for him. Uh, <laughs> Except that one girl. She didn't see him alive. No. Um, yeah, man. Uh, we appreciate it. I know you're you're busy and, and what you got going on running football and, and yep. European football and three That's called football. That's yeah. Called football. Yeah. Oh. yeah. All right. All right. Well, Hey man, uh, make a pitch for CW network. I say, why not uh, bump everybody off? I think Fox. you can make it happen. Yeah, we have the money. That's yeah. for certain. Well, that'd be the best rib is they sign with NXT and then you buy CW there. Go air. Go. You own NXT. That's right. <laughs> you like and that? Then we'll put it on at two. We'll put it on at two in the morning. Exactly. Then you just <laughs> ship them. I I think we've made some headway here today, TK. I, this is a great idea, man. I really <laughs> I, I appreciate it much. Hey, man. I consult when I can allegedly. Well, but uh, you have a great one. Uh, wheels up and uh, tits out and chin down and 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 watch uh, watch the uh, move on the shoe. All right. All right. <laughs> Take All care, right. buddy. All right. All right. Take it easy. All right. Tony Khan, a cool guy. Wow. Cool that, guy. That, I just want to point out that that was an honor and privilege for me, guys. I, I, I got to be in the presence of billionaire Tony Khan. I might put that on my reel. You know, I, yeah. I might maybe make an IMDb credit or something. I don't know. Can't hurt. Can't, Can't hurt, hurt. Really. Can't hurt. Get you on CW, maybe. <laughs> well, I already worked for that. Are they, they, they going to bring back UPN? Is that still out there or no? <laughs> no, no. Uh, good old next tar. Match number <laughs> three uh, we saw up next after that Tony Storm timeless scene was Swerve Strickland taking on Penta L Zero Miedo. Uh, Swerve Strickland picks up the win uh, after Penta locked him up into powerbomb, tried to hit a fireman's carry and then a Death Valley driver, but Swerve hammer locked the arm, snapped the other and then hit the swerve stomp for the victory. Uh, and then afterwards, Hangman came out with the chair, cleared the ring, uh, gets the swerve on the ramp. He started laying some chair shots in on the other security members, and then they he did his dead eye through a table to end that segment. What do you think of the match and the segment? Yeah, I mean, I like swerve a lot and uh, Penta. Uh, I think they're awesome uh, talents, but we, the finish is wrong because this is what we should have had last week, right? Whatever we had last week with Hangman, and then they come out after doing a home invasion. Hangman shows up hot here, like he just came back. So we should have moved this segment forward a week, right? Yep. And the other thing is, there should have been no finish here. Like, give them six, seven minutes of, oh my God, get your shit in stuff where both guys are still pretty strong, but on the cell coming up, they're going to the next comeback. That's when hangman comes in in a brand new F one fifty murdered out black on black screeches up, opens the door. There's a chair right there, grabs it and he's fucking running. And those guys don't know they're in the ring wrestling. 
Out he comes. Swerve comes to the ring. Pow! Hit him with a chair. Match is thrown out right there. Start right. wearing them out, wearing them out, wearing them out. And and the, there's no finish there. The story is you did a home invasion and threw your merchandise on my baby. So from a logic standpoint, <laughs> you're right. They shouldn't even have the match. Hang, it's like Hangman waited around for his match to conclude, and now I'm going to go out and attack Right, you. right. It should have been Hangman's just rolling in, and he's got one thing on his mind, and where the fuck is he? He's in the ring. Like, so he grabs somebody. Where the fuck is he? He's, he's in the ring right now. Show him, and off he goes, bro. That's it. One thing. Like, uh, who's the... Who's the young bucks uh, guy? Uh, that's uh, the Japanese guy that helps with production. Oh, uh, Masa, Masa, or whatever his name is. Is that? I thought. It was, oh, you're talking about the other Nakazawa, guy, Nakazawa, right? Yeah, is that him? No, Nakazawa's on WWE. You know, that's Nakamura. I don't remember. Tazawa and Nakamura is Nakazawa. It is Nakazawa. Um, is it? <laughs> uh, but like, that's a guy that you just grab right there. Ask him. He points. Don't even need to say anything. And then go, and and uh, the finish shouldn't like Swerve does like Swerve getting a finish and being strong there is not the move because he's about to get his heat taken away from him. He's winning as a baby face. He's not even winning in a heel way. The business is Hangman and Swerve, and in a, in a blood feud, you home invaded me. Like wrestling matches right. don't mean shit. It doesn't mean shit here. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. And one thing that bothered me, and it only bothered me later on seeing this, is they have it billed as Hangman versus Swerve 2. But then later on, they're going to show a graphic that says Cassidy versus Mox 2. It, it just it seemed like you were diminishing Hangman versus Swerve 2 by indicating this is going to be a two match as well. And this is going to be a rivalry match. And this is going to be a rivalry match. Everybody gets a rivalry match. It just yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah. it diminishes it diminishes them being their second round, if you will, because the first match was so good, if you will. Yeah, and uh, a match shouldn't mean anything. It's a blood feud. It needs to be something else, not like match part two. You know what I mean? It, it, it definitely needs to be no holds barred, no weapons barred. Like this is a person that, and not even sanctioned, just a personal grudge fight, grudge match. You know, yeah, uh, we got a couple last back man, last man standing. You don't have to call it last man standing. You could win by knockout submission uh, or, or pinfall if you want, but you you're definitely going to like he can't answer the 10 count. He's out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just make it that because then the beating is like, I didn't even want to pin him. I wanted to beat him till he was fucking senseless and brain dead, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, moving after that, we went to a couple segments of video, a couple video packages here. So we had Alex Marvez. He was with the Bullet Club. Jay White says that people compare MJF to Jay. The choice is clear. No one compete with the Switchblade. And after he beats Mark Briscoe tonight, he'll see MJF at full gear. Uh, we then went to a video package of the Don Callis family versus Kenny. Ome- okay. Your your version of that was much more palatable than what he delivered. <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about you want to make a little tofu reference, mate. Well, I'm the dividend if by my own reference, and I gotta get my shit in too, mate. And a ho 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 he he I've got a belt bang bang gang gang gang. Like what the fuck, bro? I didn't know what he said. Here's what it is, bro. Here's what it is, Jay White. Jizzer, keep it brief, son. Half short and twice strong. Cut the bullshit. 
get over what it is. It's not easy for American audiences to go, this guy's trying to do tricky prov with his words and, and puns uh, of what it is and, and hold this belt like it means something. Like, meanwhile, really, <laughs> he's getting upstaged by Juice Robinson's face in the back. You know, so you got to make sure your words are as sharp as a switchblade and to go on and on about a tofu pun, we're fucked in the water right there. That's the same as wanting to get your shit in the ring is getting it in on the mic. Yep. Half short, twice strong. Yeah. Verbal diarrhea. Yeah. What it was for sure. Uh, we then had it back after uh, they aired a package kind of recapping Don Cal's family versus Kenny Omega family. Uh, then we go back from, we go to commercial break. We come back, we see Omega and Jericho are with Renee. Uh, but before Jericho could continue on, the Young Bucks show up. Matt says they're getting dressed in the broom closet because Jericho's bag is so big and a war of words then ensues between the two. Matt challenges Jericho and Omega to a tag match at full gear. Omega says they can beat them, says they have beat them in the past. And then they kind of like lay down some parameters. So Jericho tells them, if we beat you, we get your tag team title shot that everybody forgot about because they haven't referenced in weeks. And if you and then the Bucks counters that offer and said, if they win, then the golden elite is no more. Um, I, I mean, I liked this segment. I like that they're, you know, that they've got, they're trying to evolve the young bucks into a heel. However, I just thought Kenny Omega was awkward in the, the scene because it's like, that's your best friends. These are the guys you starting off. And then after a couple of weeks, you're just like, yeah, I'll fight you. I'll fight you guys. It, it, it's just very odd. I know it's wrestling. Ha ha. But it just seemed kind of like logically the, the bucks and you guys haven't like really pissed each other off. No one's fucked each other over. So why are we fighting now? Because this guy doesn't like Chris Jericho. And now you're siding with Chris Jericho. I don't know. It was very, that's his part in this scene was just weird. But the bucks were great. Yeah. Well, the heats with Jericho and them, but uh, I don't know if the bucks were great in this. I, oh, I hate okay. to talk down to them. Like, uh, this feels like phony middle school wrestling of like, oh, but I thought we were the elite and don't we want to get back to doing that? So if we beat our friend in a match, then you're going to be doing the elite with us again. Oh, okay. Won't that be fun? This to me, it feels, and this is just all hypothetical because it's not my generation at all. I'm fucking Transformers, G.I. <laughs> Joe, the Wonder Years, <laughs> BMX, and skateboarding. To oh, me, this, you do this to me, this feels like Pokemon bullshit. Hey, I'll show up and challenge my friend to a Pokemon duel. And if you do that, then I get to have yours. And you do this, then you get this to this on here. Is that right? But we can still be friends if we do it, okay? Like this passive aggressive pussy shit instead of <laughs> shooting somebody in the face with a fucking laser gun like they deserved. <laughs> oh, you did just describe pokemon plot that was great <laughs> and isn't that what this felt like where there's one guy and he's not a bad guy so i hang with him now but i'm still your friends too and hey bad guy we're his old friends and we're jealous of you but we still like you hey guys nobody fight over me we can all be bros okay but we're gonna have a match at this special mount olympus fuck off jerk off thing and then at that point let's turn it up you guys don't get to play together anymore if we win and if you win then we get to go 
on to the next level of the video game token that you had. Fuck off, bro. <laughs> gotta kick them all young bucks um all right well then i I, there's nothing more needs to be said then let's move on to the next dude now take all that shit and throw it out the fucking window we just had a big cocaine fucking controversy and and we have uh Meltzer always in controversy we have controversy with Cornette from last week in louisville now want to show up and shit on them we have wwe fucking with you all the time Young Bucks should be bang, 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 banging on all those with like quick little one-liners, witty fucking things. Instead, we're just working with our buddies because we really don't have any business whatsoever. So we're going to do this fucking stupid Japanese K-pop bullshit. Well, I mean, I just, the only thing I liked when I said I liked the Young Bucks, I did at least like they're continuing the storyline thread of them trying, you know, they're turning heel. Was it effective? As you have now pointed out, it definitely was not. (laughs) uh after this we had another match uh ring of honor world television championship match samoa joe taking on keith lee no bread no water just meat meat versus meat match here uh two big dudes going back and back back and forth i'm sorry match ends with lee picking up joe um but his i guess i was joe slided out from behind him looked Locked in that coquina clutch. He tried to fight out of it, but he eventually went to sleep. So the winner and still Ring of Honor world champion is Samoa Joe. But then right after the match, he said that he's the greatest Ring of Honor champion of all time. He wants to be more than just that. So he's vacating the championship. And the next gold on Joe's shoulder will be the AEW world uh, championship. Now, I don't know about you, uh, been but uh you know if i was a champion i don't know if i would give up my belt unless it was necessary to fight or something you know yeah what the fuck why are you let your like uh, you know what i'm the best one ever fuck this belt um (laughs) and from a wrestler standpoint this makes me scratch my head because first of all i liked the shit out of this match with bearcat and joe i thought it was awesome big man style definitely bearcats up out that one for Keith Lee. I thought this is, he looked good. He's got the just for men in. He looked like he was on it. His facial expressions, how they were working, solid style, safe and impressive. Two big fucking rhinos going at each other, you know? Um, And I thought it was really good. So we had. um, Will brings up a good point too. Why didn't you just have Keith Lee beat him? that's what i was just about to say why the fuck would you not have him take it off right there dude and make keith lee so what what is the like that guys in the back without saying anything we'll say what we just said in the car like who the fuck does keith lee have heat with that joe wouldn't lay down and fucking do the do the job for him and da 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 or do something where it's like if you're gonna thread the storyline through that's where uh MJF does something because he wanted Joe's help or whatever, and he does a quick distraction, and Joe eats shit from Keith Lee and goes over, right? Like, yeah. And then Joe's got some beef. We can figure out a bunch of different ways to get Joe back on path. But to not do business for a fucking guy who's completely believable, who needs to be made, really, and ROH Championship's a perfectly believable fucking thing for him to be the super heavyweight champ, and not do that business 
like guys in the business are going, he's either got mad heat or Joe like is just doesn't want to do business for him, but he did a great job in that match. So that doesn't compute in my mind because otherwise you'd put on a shitty performance. And then if you're going to go for the AEW title, you'd want to go with both belts so you could be an undisputed champion of everything. Instead, he laid it down like, I don't give a fuck about this no more. It, it made no sense to me, dude. And also, uh, you know, if we want to talk about how, you know, their current rival, if you will, their current competitor, if you will, has got a Samoan at the top with the longest reign of a champion. Why would you take it off your Samoan champion who's got the longest reign of their Ring of Honor championship? It seems like you're, you're kind there of There should be also foot. even a moment of respect between those two of like, I don't mind passing the torch to this big motherfucker because this shit is meechin', right? Like, uh, like there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to not do business for him to get him over and, and like bless him with like, I know you can defend this big man. I'm going to go on my journey. I got to go something else. And you know what? I want to see you back in this ring and I'm going to have the AEW title over my belt and, and my shoulder. And you wear that one. And we're going to see who the best goddamn champion is. Like he could have blessed them right there too. Instead, choke them out, beat them. Fuck you. I'm laying down the belt. Okay. Don't do any business on your way out. I just kind of experienced that with a former women's champion who didn't want to fucking kiss me or lay down the title to somebody else and dropped it off at the promoter's house. Okay. Wow. Really? Yeah. That whole thing that went down. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's crazy that she did because because she didn't get high level competitors that she wanted, even though the most money was spent on bringing the people for her. Interesting. You're getting the inside scoop here, ladies and gentlemen, here on Life. That's why when I see things like that, I'm like, why the fuck would you not do biz, Briz? I don't know. And, and, and if you are going on to the next thing, it makes sense to carry it with you. Yeah, well, someone else who seems to have some heat is Wardlow. Because once again, all he got was a video package again. For the fifth straight week, we have not seen Wardlow on TV. Uh, I'm starting to have to believe you, Ben. There's got to be something more here, right? I mean, he's not even coming out and squashing people now. After you you told me about Billy, like, I didn't expect to hear about those types of moves. I haven't heard about him. That was the first stooge. I'm telling you, this shit goes on all the fucking time and fans have no idea. And it's only a wrestler, not just me, but other ones, who will go, hmm, those are interesting. Bully Ray picked it out when he stormed off after that five power bomb spot. Then he came back the next week and only got one power bomb and then walked right by commentary to, that was supposed to interview him. Tony, uh, right? And he bumped yeah, yeah. Him. yeah. Are, are we going to do an interview? No, just walk by him. And like they're telling him one thing to make it like that, but they're really shortening his time. Then the next week, it's a pre-tape on TV. Then this week, more vignettes. That's all. It's been the last couple of weeks. Was there anything this week? No, last week he, he did show up. He tacked a buddy from the back, and you didn't even get to see his face. face it was right. just a shot of his back. Well, this week and he wasn't even on TV. This right. week he wasn't even on TV. Go go back and calculate the last five, six weeks of what I just laid out and watch how less time and impact there is on that when he should be right in that. And that was the other thing, watching that, going from that Young Bucks Pokemon fucking bullshit scene to this. of These are the guys I grew up around. 
Right. These are the fucking you a big motherfucker larger than life, right? Mix Wardlow into that. You know, mix uh, like uh, Murder Hawk into that. Big Bill into that. Luchasaurus into that. That's your fucking top dogs, not Jay White, Bang Bang Gang, MJF. Probably not. If you, to me, that's that's who should be at the top of the mountain for believability to even try and compete with wwe on any level you can't do it with guys who are fucking 160 to 185 pounds five foot ten it ain't gonna work well after that we got another backstage segment orange cassidy he was with hook cassidy says moxley is nuts if he doesn't think cassidy has been thinking about him every day since he left him in a pool of his own blood says he needs to beat moxley to be the international champion that he knows he is and challenges now set down and forth. Cassidy versus Moxley two at full gear. I don't. I don't really have much to say. Do you have anything to say to that? No. Okay. No, no. Quick match. I did, see, oh. I did see a little idea where Sabu wanted to beat uh, Hook. Hook. No. Rob. Rob. Oh, Rob, beat, Rob. Rob beats Hook. Hook, and then Sabu beats Rob, and then Hook beats Sabu it's to be the FTW, and that's how it's it goes out. Not bad. Not bad. Be interesting. Uh, well, next match was a quick match. It was a get-over match for the Guns. They took on the Bollywood Boys, which I, I was I popped to see the Bollywood Boys being a... Me too. Great workers, bro. And, I, and, like, they're just out there as a second thought. I go, these guys in the ring got more fucking TV experience than almost anybody else. The Outrunners probably have more, to be honest with you, for the years on OVW. But the, like it's big match, big bump experience. Out, dude, those guys are more than TV ready, you know. And they just were used as enhancement talent. Why? And this is a smart move. And this is what Billy, that what you read about Billy, WWE guys come over, squash them, see if they're gonna boo boo face. They're just gonna eat it with a smile. These guys been bump dummies for gender. <laughs> they you ain't gonna fucking bump them out more than Randy Orton did. <laughs> Fuck no, you ain't. Right. So. Like they're fine with laying down and doing business. You ain't gonna shake them boys. So I was happy to see them out there, and uh, I thought they did a good job. But that—that's what anybody coming in from the outside, Tony really should be doing is squashing them out. Yeah, shout out to I believe it's a uh, Matt Farmer who runs uh, Defy Rest, and I think I remember reading it like a year back that he was one that was. Um, uh, instrumental in helping them get their visa the bollywood boys uh, as far as working in the united states because i think there was a period after the pandemic they were having some problems getting into the country so um good to see them in a match here 310 to yuma that was the match how about, how, how about the fucking wwe side we haven't seen shit from uh into sheer after they had like those four or five squash matches and kind of fucked up each one veer swam for 25 weeks or whatever it was to get here and then gone right 25 weeks and then he was gone that's funny game he's coming he's coming uh veer is on his way uh mm. julia hart versus red velvet was up next good to see red velvet um julia hart is the victor in this match you saw when you were talking to tony Khan earlier if you missed yeah. that by the way you're gonna get subscribed to channelattitude.com uh you said you liked this what so give us your thoughts on it I saw a post that it was Julia Hart's, I think, 22nd birthday recently or something, like right around now. I was, I thought she fit the the profile when she was the little cheerleader. 
I didn't get the Alistair Black witch shit and whatnot, and it didn't really hit. And now she's on her own doing the witchy woman thing and just wearing black and but sexy. She's a sexy blonde, you know. Um, I was impressed with her wrestling, bro, in this. After watching WWE this week and the girls in a whatever it was, Battle Royal with so many happy feet and other dumb things going on in it, that this uh, actually was a solid match with decent psychology and a lot of the stuff looked decent. And usually red velvet is known for being a Don Stevens favorite on AEW botches or botcha mania, you know? And I thought this match was good because I watched the technical things of how a young worker, do they know how to work for TV? How do they get into things and transition out of, do they have happy feet? I I was impressed with a lot of her style, Uh, you know, um, maybe she's had, matches on their youtube channel that i never watched before and things like that but this was her time to to do something and i thought she delivered bro this would make me go eh, frigate i'll give her a chance and she does it and then has this i go i'm invested Let, let's find something for this girl to, to do and then out comes sky blue with like a ton of eye makeup on and isn't sky blue supposed to be like hey look at my hot ass cheeks and i'm kind of the baby face is over She's now here. She's playing like a weird Muda heel who's going to fucking spit blue shit in your face. So maybe they flipped her and I don't know about it, but all the tape trader masturbator shit online is her with her with shorts with her ass cheeks hanging out. So why would we send her out in? I know if, if she's heel, we'd send her out in pants and take away the butt cheeks. But like, I, I don't know that that story has been conveyed to the mainstream audience or maybe I'm just not with it. So, and then some other bullshit goes down and now it comes willow nightingale with um fucking uh or did she come out with with a blue gimmick whatever what have you and her whole statlander? thing went, yeah it was statlander so statlander steps in the middle all in white i'm going oh she's gonna get blue misted all over her white shit no no blue mist whatever just there with her gimmicks hanging out which i'm fine with we can do that i'll show <laughs> and then uh fucking uh the other girl it, her only job is to help back uh the girl who just got her ass kicked but red velvet like we don't have trainers and and fucking referees to do that like you came down just to to help her to the back like it just didn't make sense at, at the end the way this ended i think it just needed to be a get over for um what's her name the blondie uh heart yeah heart yeah, you know, and and all this stuff at the end stepped on how good that match was because all these little face-offs and then stepping some somebody else's face, this feels very Pokemon to me too. Uh, so after this, we got another. We got a, a, I guess, a brand new AEW wrestler by the name of Mariah May. Uh, she was, I guess, a former prospect. Uh, she wrestled at uh stardom and during her backstage interview with rj city she mentioned that she followed in the same footsteps as tony storm and that uh you know she wants to be just like tony storm so i had a i had, had a couple of things that I, I took issue of here first of all i mean if this chick is from somewhere why didn't we get like a package or something a vtr showing me her work or whatever you just 
threw her backstage with RJ City. And secondly, if she is such a big Tony Storm fan, why didn't she just get introduced that way via the universe? Why are we why are we doing this stupid backstage segment? You're not wrong on either account, buddy. Right. Um, and then she starts down the thing that she's gonna be like a super fan, like the Mickey James yeah. Trip Stratus shit. So we're doing copy and paste of that. Will we do it right or go with it? Maybe, maybe not. But that's maybe why they didn't introduce her, even though she's a hot blonde, uh, you know, TNA uh, type act, obviously. But now she's just going to be a super fan. Well, if that's the way it was going to go, then we should have had her in the crowd as a plant trying to get an autograph. And when she does it, signs it, and you see her like, Oh my God. And she obsesses over it and da 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 and makes her own clothing and shit along like that and even tries to become her. And even Tony baby faces her and gives her an extra spot in yeah, one of her double. movies. It might double or something. And then right? the director sees something in her and Tony becomes jealous. And then we do this and then, but this is how you introduce characters properly. Or you can just do it the way that wrestling bookers think they know what the fuck they're doing they this know. is mariah may you guys should cheer for her yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can't wait to subscribe to your only fans uh, you know speaking of only fans did you see that yes. uh you did see that miro's wife lana is now oh miro's wife lana is i don't know if uh, she is but there was a picture online now with her and Liv morgan they're both in bikinis and they're like hey, 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 hey. so it's got the internet running well, i saw i saw that bunny was from Oh, right. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, everybody wants to do what they want. We're all in this entertainment business and sex sells. So, absolutely. I just worry because, you know, I came up with Cherry and Pepper and like guys are going to talk, man. And I, I wonder, like, what does that do to a marriage? You know what I mean? Maybe they're into it and they're adults. They can do whatever they want to do, you know. But I'm just like, oh boy, <laughs> you know. Well, as long as she doesn't uh, try to do, uh, disgrace the guys who want to see these pictures now unlike jordan grace uh, you know i think that it might go over it's all the same it. thing bro it's just like are we gonna make pornography mainstream where wrestlers again have to apply by one code that others don't have to you know what i mean yeah. so what is it <laughs> it's this weird twisted double standard man of, of what doesn't what doesn't sell you can't get naked now you guys get in your underwear and put oil on and get out there and roll around god damn it <laughs> it's all fucked up um we had another match here mark briscoe taking on i think this was the main event right yeah it was the main event uh mark briscoe taking on jay white uh with the bullet club gold yeah. uh we saw the Winner love, of love the Mark Briscoe promo, by the way. It's I true. Mean, there was a Mark Briscoe promo. Absolutely great character, a guy who's taken really who he is and turning it up to 11. And Mark uh, Briscoe got Jay White over better than Jay White has gotten himself over. 100%. Right? 100%. And it's character work, buddy. He told the story of Jay White. Like, you, yep. I remember you not having a beard. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. I, I don't understand why AEW just can't do that. Like, when a new wrestler shows up like unless you're jacking off as you're talking about to japanese wrestling like you don't know who these people are yeah yeah you and it's that they they don't know who they are either matt that's why there's no intro to players for them just because you go stand in the pocket and throw forearms and back and forth to each other's head and no sell uh two-thirds that through your match after you worked on complete heat and then say fuck it they make you some Meltzer baby i don't know what the fuck that even means they don't even know how to do 
a monologue properly or make a point or button a scene or edit on a high note or uh, know that it's a blood feud where you ran into my house and threatened my family, but now I'm going to wait for you to have a wrestling match. Okay. Like they just, they just don't see the bigger picture because they're really in. Like we say the bubble, the bubble, that's what it really is. When you can't see the forest through the trees, you're standing right there. Well, I mean, what'd you think of the match? I mean, Jay White picked up the victory here. Yeah, and I thought this was a great... I think Jay White's a good wrestler, too, and I thought this yeah. match has worked the right way without a, lecture, a lot of extra get-your-shit-in-stuff. All the get-your-shit-in-stuff was uh, was chicken, jumping to the outside, doing a bunch of crazy shit he didn't need to, to the floor to be the main event, because he knows in the main event, you go all in, Briz. Uh, and, and I've seen him do the same shit in two CW, you know? So, um, I'm always been a big fan of them boys and, uh, it's, uh, heartbreaking to see his brother not be there with him, you know? And, and, but the, the crowd is playing that role and we got your back and he's the perfect guy to beat when you need heat. You know what I mean? He can give you the match, the crowd's with him no matter what. And he'll, he'll lay down and do business without a fucking, boo-boo you know what i mean you don't give a shit the problem is afterwards your your squad's in there four guys deep and one guy comes in punches out three of them then squares off with you with a stupid little ring and you powder and chicken shit with the belt and then he sits there and talks to you while you're 20 feet away well you obviously don't want the belt back that bad otherwise you would cross through the fucking ropes and chase your ass to the parking lot and i think he could probably get to you before you got the fuck out of there because nobody's gonna have the car ready because he just laid out your three goons so now one guy can get away from another guy but that same guy can lay out three fucking guys it makes no sense and it's more stupid well tune in next week and see if he gets his belt back to me he don't give a fuck about his belt and if anything he should have tuned them all up. Boom, 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 boom. And we have him pick the belt up. He's got it back just about. And that's when that other crew comes in and cracks the fuck out of him and takes him out. So he just has his hand on it like Indiana Jones does with some artifact. And then, whoa, fuck, he gets knocked out or poisoned or care for a drink, Dr. Jones. Like, whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. And he's got he's to get to the next thing but they just do it in such a middle school way that steps on everything because the buildup with, with um, chicken was so good and it meant nothing because of how we stepped on the business at the end. And then you're 20 feet away from me. Give me my belt. No. Okay. Tune in next week. All right. So, yes, as Ben's alluding there, uh, after J.Y. picks the victory, MJF shows up. He's waiting behind the Bullet Club with the dynamite diamond ring. He knocks out the guns and juice. Uh, White turns around and make eye contact, and then he slips out of the ring. MJF picks up a mic, says, play time is over. Says White will have to get in the ring with the generational talent. He says that White will have to kill him to beat him. And for the first time in his life, he's fighting for more than just him. He's fighting for Adam Cole, for everyone at home. For everyone in the arena, he's not just their scumbag. He's our scumbag, whatever. Lights go out. Acclaim comes up. And then Billy Gunn and the uh, Acclaim are being jumped in the back by uh, four masked men. Uh, Bowens gets tossed through a glass window, which I thought that was a cool spot. Uh, the devil makes yep. eye, eye, eye contact with the screen. MJF runs to the back. 
finally claimed MJF makes it the back, finds everyone's beaten up with Samoa Joe. He comes in and says, looks like you're running out of friends, champ. And he laughs and walks so it's off. Got, it's got to be. Yeah, that was stupid. Like it's a it's a, a fucking assault scene where people just got fucking destroyed. Bodies are <laughs> laying over there. Let me come do a rim shot joke. Like what the fuck, man? This has got to be the kingdom, right? I mean, that's what they're setting this up as. What I was thinking, it's got to be Bennett and Roddy, and probably maybe they're bringing back Kyle O'Reilly. Maybe he's back from injury oh, yeah, or something like that. It's absolutely it, because otherwise it's House of Black, and that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think it's definitely them. And it's when they take the mask off, oh, it was him the whole time, Austin. Won't, won't mean shit, really. Uh, maybe it's the giraffe. It could cool. be the giraffe under they the mask. Um, but yeah, man, again, all this stepped on business one after another after another. It was all right to like the stunt spot. But when I say I want an inciting incident, imagine if we started the show with this right and then it's like we go from there you know right. who is it who threw bowens to the glass yeah, right, absolutely. Right, exactly. they're, they're marginalized for the night they're out of the picture because otherwise were they on the show nope so they just hung out backstage all night long with to their belt on the waiting window. to get thrown a fucking glass they're idiots <laughs> no i mean that's a good point it would have been a lot better to have that storyline throughout the night and then who is the, you know, the masked men, whatever. And MJF has to go from that point of like, these guys who aren't my buddies, but fuck, I got to check on them. You're up, man. Your match is next. And his head's fucked up. You know what I mean? And he thinks it's those guys, but it's really other guys that did it. So they just are missing on format, simple writing techniques, restructuring, because they really don't have a real writer or booker on staff putting their shit together to be honest. at least they try to do something in at the end with the cliffhanger um the the, the joe thing laughing that was weird but that yeah. you know at yeah, least especially after he laid his belt down we don't need to see him again we don't need to see him again right now that's true well ladies gentlemen because, uh, and let me put it to you this way all that shit goes down in the ring jay white escapes they're 20 feet away da 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 Let's say the inciting incident happened with the guys getting thrown through the glass earlier in the night. We're not even finishing with that. Samoa Joe, after laying his belt down, comes in behind Jay White, grabs the fucking belt, hits him with it, lays it out, and Joe walks away with the fucking belt. Because why? Yeah, I'm hungry. I want it. And now you're going to come fucking eat with me. Fuck this guy. If possession's nine-tenths of the law, I'll kick his ass and take it. Now, MJF, you have no, you have to be my tag team partner because uh, if you don't, then I'm not giving you back your belt. You Anything I mean? like that. But like, if, if all it takes to be champion is to take it and, and own it and steal it, <laughs> and you don't care enough to w run 20 yards to chase them to the back, then, then I guess I'll just take it too. And you're a bitch and anybody can take it. And you're going to go in the fucking prison lunchroom and you ain't gonna have no pudding no sandwich no milk you know right like no people bread, are gonna no take water. all your shit yeah no bread so uh that there's there's definite rewrites but hey those are punch-ups and that's fine we can work on that 60 to 60 percent of the show was had some really good work in it you know what i mean and it, and it moved fast the big surprise of the three belts at the end popped the whole fucking self-help group <laughs> in the, in our betting. Yeah. 
and uh, we had a good time, man. So this was a good show, but I don't know what are the numbers going to be for anybody's wrestling show. WWE Friday and Monday absolutely sucked. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for this week's edition of your AEW Dynamite Light the Fuse. Hope you enjoyed nice, that. Man. I hope you enjoyed that recap, guys. Uh, my name is Matt Schaefer. You can check out my podcast, linktr.we slash South Park Pod. We just dropped episode number 200 as we coming up on the fourth year of our podcast, episode 200. So go ahead and check that out on all podcast networks. Uh, if you are interested in uh, you're, I don't know, Los Angeles, New Mexico, Arizona, Vegas, wherever you can book me for a feature television show, commercial bit, whatever. Check out me at Matthew underscore Schaffer on all social media outlets. I actually, um, what was it? Monday, got an email that I just booked another gig, which was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. And then I've, I booked a leading role. Um, it's that uh, we're shooting in February next year. And uh, from the rumor is that this act, this film actually might become SAG. So that might be interesting if it happens. Well, now they, they just ended the strike in the last 24 hours, man. So you're going to be hitting on all cylinders, man. So I'm glad I got you while we can before you're about to launch into the, into the stratosphere I of, of I, I do know. I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, man. And, uh, and we'll look back on this time in between and be thankful for it, dude. So you just keep pushing your art. On and then I'll be the actual motherfucker that goes to the production company and says, you need to hire Ben Hameen instead of fucking <laughs> saying you're fucking Ben Hameen's friend, but don't fucking hire him and don't stick up for him. <laughs> Bunch of bullshit here. It happens, man. Welcome to the, I'll be, I'll be done by that time. Clocking out. With my cannabis millions living on Jamaica on a hillside someplace with the wives. But y'all law infidels, it was a great light to fuse today. Thanks for everybody in the chat room as we end 33 strong for all the blue lodgers out there. Uh, here, Ben Hameen YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash Hameen Media, and always exclusively at channelattitude.com. Just five bucks a month, infidels. Rise and praise, y'all. Don't be like Enzo and wear skinny jeans. Don't do that. Don't do it.